You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Been a wild and crazy weekend last three days. Look forward to talking to it to you guys about it all this morning. We'll also open up the phone lines 205-342-9904. As always, is the phone number if you want to get inside the locker room with us. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1 and our email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Download that app. We appreciate uh, the app messages that we got last Friday. We had a bunch of those come in. Uh, so if you guys want to send us a message during the show, you can do that on the app, but also download it so you can listen to all the shows all day long here on Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Before we get started, though, we want to thank Yellowwood. It's that time of year again. Uh, if it if it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstand the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine from great southern wood. If a project stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand. Pressure treated pine. The lumber detects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. Remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys. You don't want it. We got Noah and Justin behind the glass. I don't know how long Noah will be back there, but uh, we got both those guys back there. So it must be a big day here at uh, Tide 100.9. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. And uh, before we get started on this, uh, I want to say something philosophically that, uh, that I think is people sometimes forget. When you when you lose a wife, or you lose a loved one, or you leave a job, I went through with a, a man this past week who lost his wife, and I called him every day because every time he woke up, she wasn't there. And I text with Nick Saban last night. He texted me back. We forget that. You wake up the next morning and you've whether you've lost somebody. That's the reason I beg my kids to stay good for their wives as best they can. Um, and when you lose a when you lose a job, regardless of how you lose it, uh, the next morning when you wake up, you're lost. I don't care. You're going to be busy. Barry's right. He's going to be busy. But it is sometimes something that we don't think about it. And the other person, the wife or the or the husband, who remains with, after a death, struggles. And so a little bit, that's what life's all about for all of us. We need to remember that when we go through these things and talk about what should happen and what shouldn't happen. So that's what I want to say. Um, the athletic director at Alabama made a good choice. You'll be mad about the choice for the first game he loses. He made a good choice. I, I study people and I look at coaches and when they take jobs. And 
this guy that came in said the right things in, in, in the manner that they should have been said. It was not phony. Can he lean on coach? Sure he can. And he'll lean on coach. And I think that's the thing you do. Some gooberhead wrote crap they shouldn't. He, the coach is trying to do everything he can. Coach has got an office over at the other place. But he can lean on him. Let me tell you something, folks. You get you get people around you that will will be close, try to get close to you and yak, yak, yak how great you are and walk off from you and cut your guts out. Chop your guts out and try to hurt you. And he needs to know who those people are. But I think they made a good hire. I think the guy do a good job. I think it's a darn hard job. Many times when a guy like Nick Saban leaves, loses it or leaves it, uh, the second guy, the guy that didn't get the job the first time, the second time uh, usually does a little bit better. You'll be happy to know that uh, he's bringing his OC with him. None of you like that. You don't have none of you like the uh, OC ever at Alabama. So he got a new one. He's coming in with him. He didn't get the head job. And so we'll go from there. Um, we'll mention these things and Barry, Barry and do whatever. Cadillac Williams is out. We we talked about that. Miami, Dallas, and L.A. all lost, all lost uh, uh, in the NFL. Washington hired uh, the coach from Arizona. Uh, Grayson Murray won uh, the golf. Alabama and Auburn are three and zero in basketball. UAB got beat by FAU. Maryland. One, Samford is absolutely having a great year. I called Bucky last night, tried to get him on the show. Hopefully we can. The Auburn ladies beat the LSU ladies. I'll tell you about that. Uh, they're going to keep uh, uh, several people on the Alabama staff, Freddie Roach, who some of you don't like, but I do. It's going to be one of the ones staying. The running back coach is going to stay. And Nick is going to co-own two Florida dealerships worth 700 million dollars uh so i i texted him last night because I, I just wanted to tell him how, how time flies and and um he texted me back so it was nice that's it so he does text he does text uh all right before i dig into it i do want to there's two sides to this thing uh you know everybody's excited you know which i think they should be i agree with that i think this uh Guy seemed like a really genuine uh, guy. Uh, seemed like a really nice guy, approachable guy. I think he's going to be a lot more even approachable than Nick Saban was. Nick Saban was kind of, uh, you know, he did more national stuff. He did local stuff. I think this guy may even uh, give the local people uh, some interviews and stuff like that. Uh, but here's who I feel for. I, I talked to a guy that's kind of inside the building. And I, I understand uh, why Coach did it this way. I'm not criticizing Coach Saban. I think he's 100% right. He told nobody that. Nobody knew uh, because he's old school. And he knew if he started telling people, it would leak out. And he did not want the players to hear it from anybody but his lips. Uh, sure. And so in, in with social media and all that, uh, so it, it caught some of the people – that need jobs off guard too, off guard too, you know, so they haven't been planning for this, uh, with jobs open, haven't been doing anything. And there, let's be honest, this guy's not going to bring, he's not going to keep everybody over in that building. Uh, we'll see about the strength coach. Uh, right. you know, let's see about, I mean, Tommy Reese is probably now, they probably, have, yeah. they have, but those guys, that's, this is tough. 
man, this is really tough. Here they are. They played coached a team that won the SEC uh, championship. They played in the Final Four. Got a, got a great team coming back, and then all of a sudden, the whole every their life turned upside down. Just I, I, uh, and you, you you alluded to it. I smelt when I said, and I'm not trying to say about anything, but when I said uh, that uh, I thought he's going to retire, and they jumped me. I could tell the way he went on. The recruiting part stayed as it is because he hadn't made his mind up. I just said I thought he was going to re- retire. And uh, he had not made his mind up. Yes, he's going, he's going to do everything he can. He does not want to leave here and tell everybody that, uh, or everybody say that he left it, the cupboard bare. Now, he's going to have transfers because that's the way people are. Yeah, but then people say, well, why would he go to the office the next day? He went for those coaches. And, and, those, and those players to sit down with them and say, hey, I'm here for you. Uh, I, I will try to help you. But there's a lot of guys that are going to lose their jobs, have to pack up. They just moved here. Tommy Reese just moved here. Uh, and, and so those guys I do feel for uh, because I do think, I think they were caught off guard uh, because Coach couldn't tell people. Uh, what I said about losing your job. Yeah. Um, so that, that part uh, is difficult to me. So that part yep. makes it... There's there's another difficult part to this, Barry, that uh, people don't understand. And um, that is this. You know, they all worried about his recruiting. A recruiter can recruit. The problem, the, the deal he has that uh, he'd have to have somebody to take him around to the places because he won't know how to get there. But he can recruit. Let me tell you the problem. The money that came in to the University of Alabama came in because of the love for Alabama, but also Nick Saban. You got to have money. Their money thing ought to be a, ought to be a lot, but I'm not sure what they're doing with it. And if they if they can't if they can't keep the money going or get money to come in here, it's going to it's going to be hard in recruiting because we're buying players. Yeah. And that is the big problem. It is a mixture of Nick Saban and the university. One of those mixtures is gone, and he's got to he's got to do everything he can to continue to raise money. You know, and then, you know, even though Sarkeesian loves Nick Saban, he he really credits him. Uh, this shows you how cutthroat it is. He shows you he tells you Nick Saban saved my career. As soon as this thing happened. He, these Bond. guys are vultures. Uh, they go after your players. Like, yeah, I love Nick Saban, but I love my job better. Kirby Smart loves Nick Saban. Went right after his best recruiter uh, to get him out of here. Uh, and so now there's rumors that T-Rob may come back here and be the defensive coordinator. If they give him that title, they were offering the co-coordinator there. And people are saying, well, what's the difference in what Isaiah Bond did and what Coach DeBoer did? He left Washington. Well, you had to pay $12 million to get him out of Washington. Uh, Texas had to pay nothing to get uh, <laughs> Isaiah Bond. But from what I heard, Dad, you know, people are saying he made the wrong decision. Isaiah Bond made the wrong decision. Well, if this is true, I heard he was making 100 something thousand at NIL. He's going to make over 600000 at Texas. So while people saying he made the wrong decision. If somebody called you in today and said, I'm going to give you a $500,000 raise, would you take it? These people that say these guys are making the wrong decisions, give them a $500,000 raise if that's true and see what they say. So we never know. It's just the system that we have, I believe, that is out of whack, correct? With the money that these guys can pay with the transfer portal, uh, with not sitting out, it's it makes this thing impossible for these guys to retain these guys. Just your thoughts. Well, on sure, that. it does. There's no doubt about it. And and uh, 
That's the reason it was so silly to to find or put uh, Florida State on probation. So, the folks, the money factor gets the players. And uh, the one thing that coach can do uh, is he, he can give his advice as to how to organize the recruiting. The guys from Washington that come in here and have their they have their areas. One will have Mobile, one will have Burn. They'll be scattered out. They'll need to understand and try to do everything they can to talk to the person that had that prior to them and get in there and meet the coaches. But the money factor of the love for Nick Saban is gone. And sometimes people, I don't know, Barry, um, whether uh, Greg and I don't know how much money how much money they put in the kitty to buy players with. I haven't seen uh, coaches' contract either, but now they did say with Yay Alabama, I guess with all the attention they picked up seven hundred new uh, people there, so that's a lot of money coming into the coffers. There's seven hundred new people in Yay Alabama. And then I'll get to break here. The guy also told me that Nick Saban. He's going to Jupiter for the month. He's leaving today. He's out of here. Yeah. He, he said, here's the keys. Y'all handle all this mess. I'm going down there to play some golf down there and check out my new pad down in Jupiter for a month. So uh, do you blame Coach for getting on out? <laughs> no, I don't. He, you know, you can always, you can, you can talk to Coach by phone. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take the break here. we got a couple calls come in. We'll get Tom, get to Philip. Uh, Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy. They'll come to you. Get it all cleaned up. They can come to Coach Saban and they get it all cleaned up, deliver it back. back. He can take all his clothes down to Jupiter, Florida. And he was well deserved by Coach. Uh, the University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give Royal a call 205 391 0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. It is Martin Luther King Day, a federal and state holiday. So with schools closed for the most part and a lot of people with a day off of work, there's just not a whole lot of morning drive traffic out there. Also, the Unity Day March for Martin Luther King taking place in Tuscaloosa this morning at, uh, at 1130. That's lineup. The event begins at noon, parading from Martin Luther King Elementary School to Tuscaloosa City Hall on University. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning and MLK Day. A state of emergency by Governor Ivey in effect this morning as a significant winter weather event advances toward West Alabama. Right now, the worst of the weather is in extreme northwest Alabama and across northern Mississippi. But later today, tomorrow, and into Wednesday, a wintry mix of freezing rain and sleet will create icy spots on roadways, especially bridges, overpasses, and lightly used roads. Click TuscaloosaThread.com and listen to Operation Storm Watch for later updates on Hartley Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice. Farther south you go, it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain, maybe a light glaze there, and then temperatures get cold. Tuesday night's overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens. I'm Jeff Eno at the Weather Channel. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cold today, periods of freezing rain this afternoon and tonight. That could lead to icy driving conditions. The high today, 35, much colder tonight, the low 19. Tomorrow, we stay below freezing, becoming partly sunny, the high 27. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. You know, you're talking about uh, guys that, uh, you know, they came here, they lose their job uh, because you got new staff coming in. I remember I left you in Little Rock, and I left because I wanted to give you the freedom uh, to feel like when you wanted to retire, you kind of could, and I felt like maybe you uh, would have a hard time with me sitting there. So I go all the way from Little Rock to Greenville, North Carolina, with an AD that uh, hired you that was at East Carolina, and then... When I'm over there, get over there, move the whole family over there, and after one year they fire the guy. <laughs> I went into his office and said, Man, you could have you could have told me that uh, you know, this was a slippery situation. I moved all the way over here now, you know, so I have lived these situations, so I know what uh, guys like Tommy Reese and these guys are going through. All right, let's get to the Yellowwood hotline. Let's get to Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're good. We're okay. You know, uh, the football is very interesting, uh, the developments to talk about and all that kind of stuff. But to me, the most interesting thing this weekend was the basketball game at Starkville. And and, and I want to say this, I could be wrong, but I never dreamed that Alabama would go to Starkville and be able to win a game against them like they did. I, I mean, it was, I just could not believe what I was watching. And um, the defense, I, I, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe the physical nature that Alabama played with. And uh, and, and I, it, it just it blew my freaking mind. And, uh, uh, and I thought, I'm not watching the same team I've been looking at all year. And I said, I cannot wait to call and get y'all's take on, on that game and, and the way we played and the way we were able to win it. The toughness, the grit, I just, it, I, I don't know what to say. A- am I right? Well, I'll let Dad comment about the game. What I'll say, Tom, is the schedule prepared them for games like that. They've gone, they've played a very tough schedule. They uh, played these teams tough. And uh, I think it has them ready to go into a to a, to a game like that on the road. But, and, and, and my observation, right, is John, is, I'm, I'm one step behind John Q. Fan. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, they played well defensively. I think, um, no doubt about it. And, you know, they get themselves in the position. I think one thing that, that sort of sealed it for them, and this is not, is that... Uh, the six free throws that that Mississippi State missed to each one to tie the game, <laughs> uh, you know, it was really a good break for Alabama there. When they but to get it in that position was good. Uh, Alabama's got a good team to three score. You can't guard Sears. And uh, if you play Alabama, you have to think about the preparing form as a team, not as individuals. Because if you try to do that. 
they they got all individuals that can shoot it. But Loyola uh, Alabama played well. They're three and zero. A long way to go for Auburn and Alabama are both three and zero. We've had Tom. We've had um, we've had twenty one. We've had twenty one basketball games in the SEC. We've had the home team win fifteen times, and so. Um, that was certainly a credit to Alabama because they have won twice. Of course, you should win at Vanderbilt, but that was a big win. Let me, let me ask you this, though. Uh, you know, it was like that uh, it doesn't matter how the game was going to go and which aspect it was going to go. Here's me, uh, and I, I'm, not, I mean, I'm lower than John Q. Fan, but uh, – it looked like to me Alabama had just kind of made up their mind they were going to win that freaking ball game, and, and they did it. Once again, that comes from, though, being when you play the number one team in the nation, uh, Arizona, you play Purdue, uh, you play at Creighton, uh, you, you played Clemson, you played tough teams, so you're not, it's not the first time you've been exposed uh, or, or been, through, been through a tough uh, stretch. Where Mississippi State probably played a little bit easier schedule, they have a little di- more difficult time closing the game like that out, and that's right. I mean, uh, the free throw defense was excellent. Uh, if you can play good free throw defense, and you win. Now, Mississippi State's not a good offensive team. They're the worst offensive team among the better teams in the league, but certainly you got to give Alabama being, I think, being ready to play because there's a big crowd there, and the hump's hard to play. We play, Barry and I have played there before uh, with our teams, but uh, it was, you know, a heck of a win. They, and they've, they've got a Missouri team coming in that got beat by South Carolina at home. It doesn't mean anything, but it's a it's a certainly a winnable winnable game um, before they go to Tennessee and then they have Auburn back at home. See, the thing about it to me was this right here: I watched Mississippi State handle Tennessee. I mean, handle Tennessee, and my fear that we wouldn't be able to match them physically. When we went over there, and I was darn, we went over there and done it, Coach. Well, I think uh, the, the biggest thing is that it was rebounding. Actually, um, you have to you have to rebound offensively and get second shots against Alabama, and Mississippi State didn't do that. And so you've got to give Alabama credit for getting for getting uh, shots themselves. They just they just you know you've got to you you've got to get some second shots against Alabama. And they I didn't think Mississippi State got many second shots. They beat us in rebounding by one. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, that that called. He said they had a, a favorable schedule early. They're going to beat Missouri. Missouri's no good. Uh, they'll be four zero, and then you got uh, possibly the two best teams in the conference at Tennessee, and you got Auburn at home. So you'll find out real fast if you're uh, where you are uh, as far as stands within the league. Thank so, you. So, so you're go saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. You're saying that you're saying that what I'm saying that I got all fired up there. I need to wait a while. <laughs> well, I mean, well, three and zero. I think I don't think you have to wait a while. You're you're proud about what they did at that particular game, but basketball is yeah, a game yeah. of I don't know. You know, I don't know today. That's the reason I said to you. Uh, you know, they had they had three teams that won on the in the in the league uh, yesterday. He had three teams that won the first week, and and the second the second the second the second seven games that was played. 
It was seven and zero. Oh. The home team won every game. And Dom, you're 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 on it now. There ain't many teams going to go into Starkville win this year. Uh, they'll they'll win. No, I, I, I yeah. they were that mentally they were charged up. Yeah. They were ready. They were going to give Alabama fits, but I, I swear I'm going to leave right after this. Uh, you know, I I was so frustrated with Grant Nelson, and then it dawned on me this kid is playing one heck of a ball game now. That that's the John Q. fan in me coming out. I thought. He is making me so mad I could choke him. Well, he's, and doing, then, uh, he's doing other things other than scoring. but uh, That's right. That's right. I don't and, know and that coming to Alabama helped his draft stock, though. I think, no. it's, I think it exposed him. He'd been better off staying where he was. So, True. thank you, Tom. All right, see you. As, far, you. as far as draft stock, I mean. All right, back to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Hey, Tom. There's so much about the football thing to talk about. It's, it's, I don't even know where to begin, but. Um, you know, the University of Texas is their their NIL landscape is on a totally different stratospheric uh planetary different level than than Alabama. That's right. State. That's exactly right. But that's why I'm saying yeah. when people say the kid made a mistake, uh he made a mistake. Steve Sarkees is a pretty good offense coordinator. If he can get a five hundred thousand dollar raise, it's hard to say he made a mistake. It's a bad system is what it is, Philip. It is. Now, and now, what, what, here's the thing, and th- Barry, I think you and I are kind of on the same page about this as far as well, where am what I? Bond, what page am I on is different. You hadn't heard your page. I don't know. What is your page? I, I gave the page as to what, hap- what happens here is the money that Alabama was given partly for Nick Saban. And, mm-hmm. and the money won't be there as much as people think it will unless they continue to. Con- to, to contribute, and I'm going to tell you that right now, Auburn Auburn's not going to run out of money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, well, listen to me now. Now you got to listen to me now, Coach. I think, and I was about to say, Auburn is on a different stratospheric level than Alabama as far as NIL. That's why Alabama, I think, I think Texas, Texas A&M, Auburn, Southern Cal, and and a few others have outstanding NIL opportunities based on what those communities can offer, i.e. Lamborghini dealerships and things like that. Tuscaloosa doesn't have that. That's why Tuscaloosa, you're seeing more posts from Aaron Suttles in the last two days about our collective than than anything than, than ever before. I think Alabama's collective has got to be very, very strong in order to overcome some possible well, shortfalls on NIL. One, one of the things that uh, that's going to happen here, and it's not because the guy can't recruit because he can, is mm-hmm. that the assistant coaches that come in have never seen anything quite like this. They just haven't. They haven't seen anything about the money that flows through. Because I, I know, uh, even on a smaller scale, what goes on more than anybody that's mm-hmm. on this show. And um, it, 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 they, they need to catch on pretty quick. Um, and also, the athletic director when he hires when he hires Kalen is, is best to be darn sure that he that that's under that you know they're still trying to raise money. You're right. What you're saying is absolutely correct. Not his not his uh, not ability not to recruit. It's ability mm-hmm. to have the funds to recruit with. That's yeah. The, the, so therefore, Alabama's collective has got to be a home run. I mean, it's got to be huge. And then the NIL, they're going to have to go go and talk to Mercedes. 
and some of these people like that say, hey, man, we need a little help. Can you, can you partner? Can you help us with some of our players? Well, they got to hope that uh, they get some guardrails put in place. And Dad's right. These guys coming from Washington, they ain't seen anything about the cutthroat this recruiting is uh, here. I mean, even Steve Sarkeesian's coming in here to get your best players. Uh, Kirby's trying to get your best coach. And these guys are supposed to be your friends uh, to Nick Saban. They're pouncing on him. He hadn't even gotten out. Yeah. He hadn't even gotten his uh, furniture out the door yet. And they're all pouncing on him. So. Uh, Philip. The one thing is so different, Philip, is that when you when you come in, well, you don't come in. The recruiting part of it is not hugging mothers particularly, or being sure that the daddy thinks you're a good coach. It's the kind of money that you that you get, and that, that's what makes it totally different. Uh, and as, as we've already talked about, but that when you come in with a new place, uh, they don't give that kind of money at Washington. It's quite different. No, I, think, I think it's well, part of the reason Nick Saban's in Jupiter. I, yep. I just think, don't think he Not wanted great. to, uh, you know, some freshman tell him, hey, I got to have more money, I'm out of here. That's yeah. not why he's in college football. I think that was just not the reason, but one of the major reasons because he knew how hard it was going to be to keep it the level on top of uh, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, uh, this is about to be a freaking war uh, to try to go yeah. twelve and zero. That's, those days are over. Uh, hey, here's another, here's another thing, guys. I don't even know if the coaches, when they go and recruit and talk to these new players, I don't even know how much about academics they talk to them anymore. Yeah, like what what, what would you want? What would you be comfortable with? You didn't feel dirty that you offered Ryan Williams to come to Alabama. I mean, where he gets to the point where it's just dirty. Uh, and now he's played it perfect. He's let all this stuff happen. Now he's got all these people bidding for his services. If you're an Alabama fan and they said, we got to get him, are you okay with them paying him a million a year? Yeah. Are, are you, what are you okay with? Uh, that's, that's what it's comes down to. The one thing, the one thing, the one thing your coach said, the new coach is, I need to ask Coach Saban one question every day. And, brother, uh, one of those questions and the same question every day is, how is the best way for us to organize and make money to, to make the recruiting? The coaching part, he knows how to, they know how to throw the football. They got offensive. They got, they got everything in place there. But players win games. And when you, and people, if people want to write, he shouldn't lean on Coach that, That's a bunch of bull crap. You do everything you can to lean on for the little things that happen behind the scenes that you don't talk about on the radio, and I don't talk about on the radio, but, brother, it happens. Could Nick Saban, could he go and speak somewhere and you charge $10,000 a table? Uh, could you sell something like that out and raise sure. it for NIL? That, that's the kind of stuff that you're going to have to have him do for you if you want to help our program. I'm going to try to get Jimmy Rain to do it for We it. need you to go speak. We're going to charge 10000 a table. We're going to give that back to the NIL. Right, Philip? I mean, I think you get 10000 a table to hear Nick Saban exclusive an exclusive speech from Nick Saban. Well, they're going to have to be money money grubbing traps are <laughs> it's dirty Nick ain't coming back to do that Barry <laughs> he ain't, he, Nick's going to no. say I got tea time guys I'm down here in Jupiter I, I gave you the keys I told you I'd talk to you just call me but don't call me between 8 and 5 the, the, the only thing it cuts down on your ability to recruit this day and time is your money now you can go with personality all you want to and personality is big but it used to be you could go in there and when I was dealing with people in Birmingham on a lesser of sale with Bartow and that bunch, you got to do 
do everything you possibly can to get get him a drink of water. And um, this thing has changed totally. Yeah, thank you, Philip. We got to get to break. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, two minute truck out thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth. Remember, it's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. It is Martin Luther King Day, a federal and state holiday. So with schools closed for the most part and a lot of people with a day off of work, there's just not a whole lot of morning drive traffic out there. Also, the Unity Day March for Martin Luther King taking place in Tuscaloosa this morning at uh, at 1130. That's lineup. The event begins at noon, parading from Martin Luther King Elementary School to Tuscaloosa City Hall on University. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Microphone on pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Build that fence, the deck, the pergola, build it to last. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. Right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. He's the former assistant at Florida State, Ole Miss. Uh, joins us every Monday. Uh, radio personality throughout the Southeast, Max Howell. Good morning, Max. How are you? Hey, Max, I apologize for being on late. I, um, we should They should have cut us off. Yeah, Appreciate you being on. calls, <laughs> and we started flapping our gums, and next thing you know. Well, not, yeah, look. Y'all got a lot of problems to solve. I mean, look, <laughs> yes, gotta, we do. You know, well, we Max, I want to first idea. start. I, I was telling uh, Dad and Dad, you and Dad and I know this more than most. Uh, it's exciting time uh, around here. Change is always exciting. Uh, it's new, but it's right. also a very tough time. Uh, you got guys, yeah. Tommy Reese moved uh, here from Notre Dame. Uh, does look like he's going to be retained. A lot of guys. And, and coach told nobody until because he yeah. want, he's old school. He wanted the players to hear it from him. So it was between he and Miss Terry. I'm sure maybe Greg Byrne, uh, but right. it didn't get out. Uh, everybody was, and which is amazing that I it knew didn't. It. Uh, well, Dad knew it two months <laughs> ago, but uh, but nobody took him serious. Uh, they called him senile Max, actually. But <laughs> but these guys that lose their jobs, man, they got their families here now. It's kind of late in the game to find a job, too. That, I feel for those guys, yep. Max. I want to get you to comment about them before we talk about the other side of it. Well, the first first of all, Barry, the guys that fall in that position, and I stayed in that position, yeah. other than going down to a high school level, but. I stayed there, and I was I was aware of that all the time, yeah. and, and tried to plan for it. It's hard to plan financially for it, and I, I think I tell you where the, the whole rub comes. You have to have really good home support uh, from your spouse and yes. your kids and all that and to to stay in it. You guys both have been there. You know that. Uh, and, but I think that kind of gets lost in the shovel and the excitement. Uh, very few everybody wants to know about the new guys coming in, and in particular with a pro will be as been as successful as Alabama has. So I, you know, I, I certainly understand that, but um, a lot of coaches, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'd go to the interchange that I, in my career. I'd I'd stand up at national coaches convention sometimes twenty four hours with a resume in my back pocket trying to find a job, 
I mean, that just, you know, that's part of the industry. Uh, and I think even more so, Bear, than, than it was when I was doing that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, you know, I understand their position, but I believe most of those guys, uh, mentally, those guys that have moved around as a career assistant, they, they should have been prepared for something like this. Look, you don't ever know where, you know, the next day you lose a big ball game at the end of the season, you don't have to go anyway. And, and there's not a change at the top. And, and Alabama's had a kind of a track record of changing assistance. Uh, Coach Saban's done a good job. He's always looking to build the program and make, you know, make it better. And uh, I thought done a remarkable job. Uh, other than that, the fact is that only since I got, I thought probably he might retire if he won the national championship. But after after the Texas loss and all the you know the situation of the the next week after the ball game when they pitched Melville and then all the things that happened after that, uh, we knew it was an uphill battle all the way to, to try to win that thing. But I thought he summed it up very well. I mean, guys, he's 72 years old. And I don't care. Uh, I've been sick years ago. <laughs> and you do lose an energy factor in that, particularly the way he handles his program, where he's in, involved in every aspect of it. Yes, Dad. Well, I think I think the other factor for me is that not factor, uh, and looking at the hire, I think he hired somebody that has sense. Now, I, I'm not going to start in on the wins and losses and say, but I, I think he's got sense. He knows how to handle things. Yeah, you got Durn right. You got to lean a little bit on 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 um, on head coach Nick. You got to lean on him behind the scenes. You got to find out exactly because here's the problem. And you do, you recruited a lot. These guys coming in. It's not hugging mothers now. It's money, and That's so much right. of the money. So much of the money was given because they loved Alabama, but also they loved Coach Saban. And now yeah, one of those two are gone, and it is it's 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 going to be different because these new guys from Washington don't know how difficult recruiting is. Well, also before you answer it, they also went because Coach Saban put so many guys in the pros, so they took a chance with him. Where that that's out the window as as well now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, I think I look at it too a, a, another way, guys. It, the, you know, the, the fact is, the, the, the game has changed. The people and the reason you guys just mentioned the reason kids were coming to Alabama. And I'm not saying all the reasons, but some of the reasons they were coming to Alabama. And uh, the, the sense of warriors is gone. You know that it's all about now who's there. And I, I've read, you know, at least fifty remarks about well, they ought to come because it's University of Alabama. Well, that's you know, that's what they do, but that is not, that's not the principle anymore. No. It's the fact is, is 90% of these kids been told since they were 10 years old, how great they are. And they're going to make a living in the NFL, which we know is not realistic. But the fact is the people, I, I think as I look back, uh, I think the, the hire itself on paper was a great hire, but I, I, I'm going to say two things about that. One, I coached at the other level where he won those championships. Guys, I'm going to tell you, we won a national championship at Troy, and half the teams that we beat in those years, I could have beat them with the team we had at the Scambia with Emmett Smith. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, you got to look at the strength of, of strength of opposition when you start making comparison. And then the second thing, Alabama fan base has been spoiled, and you know that, because of the proficiency of the program, how elite it become, I'm, you know, all the positives you guys have talked about already. And all I would say out there, you know, give the guy a chance. Uh, the schedule is going to be, you know, different than it has been uh, now with the two new teams coming in for next year. 
Uh, but I don't know that the expectation is going to be any different from the fan base. So, no, uh, you're right. I'll at, you're right. I'll be anxious just to sit back and watch and see how he. Here's what I the the, the only fact I I have in the back of my mind. He did a great job at Washington the two years. But guys, by the end of the game against Michigan the other night, that quarterback couldn't get up off the ground. Mm-mm. And uh, that's those are the intricacies that I see that has to be you know, that he has to be aware of. He's going to face several teams that's got defensive fronts, maybe not quite as good as Michigan, but close because the SEC plays football like that. Yeah, and I, I don't know the answer to this. This is not being critical of him. Uh, when he gets there, I mean, you, you're only there two years. You probably didn't recruit most of that team, right? That's right. Uh, you inherited a pretty good. You may have brought a guy here, a piece here, but to, you know, most freshmen aren't really playing and making a big uh, impact. Uh, how much different is the cutthroat recruiting here in the southeast than it is out there on the west coast? So many other things going on in Seattle and L.A. and all those things. I don't think recruiting is near as cutthroat. That's why Alabama's no. been able to go to California and get so many of their guys. It's a different right. animal here, right? That's why he's got to retain which he has. Freddie Roach, I think Gillespie's coming back. Sure. T-Rob may come back and be the defense coordinator. That's up in the air now because Kirby pounced on him. But the cutthroat of the recruiting, you just got to go through it to understand it, right, Max? Yeah. You've you got to be in it. You absolutely. You have, have, you, that, there's two things put to bear. One is the number of out there on the West Coast, first of all. And they are huge numbers in California and up and down the West Coast. I'm talented people. That doesn't mean every one of them is going to be recruited, you know, by those teams. But, I, you know, another thing just pops in. Remember, remember when Dan Lanning first went to Oregon? Uh, you know, the first game he played as a head football coach, he came back to Atlanta. Guess what? He played Georgia. You remember the score? Like 48 to 3 or something like that. So I'm, I'm just saying it's that, that the style of football is a little bit different. And I think that overall the quality of the kids in this part of the country is different from out there. These kids here, you know, used to hot weather, used to hard work and all. A lot of those guys out there are what I call finesse players. And, um, and, that's, and their offensive systems are based around finesse players. He's going to find out in this part of the country, um, you know, he lines up against LSU and, and week in and week out at Georgia. And, you know, he's going to find a little different approach to the game that he's got to employ, I think, than what he did success in employing out there. Yeah, that. I don't have anything else. I, I just said what, what I feel like is the difference in in the hiring. He, I think he hired a good person. I think he's got – Yeah. I think he, he made good statements, to, and I, they were not phony statements. Mm-hmm. And I think he leaned – I think leaning on Nick Saban is actually what you need to do. If you could, as he said, ask Coach a question, one question every day because, right. I, you know, you have a lot of people behind you that have cut your guts out, um, yes, you and do. you don't know it. That's right. That's right. Uh, can you imagine uh, Coach DeBoer was probably walking around the facility and said, man, I think I saw Charlie Strong. What's he doing here? Oh, Coach, he's an analyst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw Derek Dilley. Was that an, didn't he used to be head coach of Tennessee? Yeah, oh, he's an analyst, Coach. And when he called back to Washington, he probably said, God, you ain't got no idea all the staff positions they got down. Just be patient. I'll get you, I'll get you something. Uh, well, he, be, he won't be able to. Those guys were coming for Coach Saban, right? Yep. Uh, Max, right, right. You won't you won't have those kind of guys around the, behind the scenes, right unless away. it's no, just I, yeah, yeah. Unless they just come and 
because it's Alabama, but they were coming for Nick Saban, right, uh, Max? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, look, there have been others coming up. I think here's something to compare. Remember when Coach Bryant retired? I mean, they looked at the next 10 11 years Coach Saban got there. Uh, you, had, you had there with Gene Stallings, but other than that, it was somebody that really stood out. Or they uh, couldn't get they couldn't get anybody. They made you know the best couldn't but, get anybody. That's very true. I was there. And again, again, yeah, I'm sure you I know you understand that. So uh, you know, there's lots of things that I, I think they'll protest to be you gotta take it for what it is on paper to start with. But uh, you know, let's wait to go through spring training and then after the first year I I was reading some stuff this morning early. Uh, uh, assistant coach had posted uh on, on Facebook saying, you know, give him a chance because the, the being spoiled by winning, you know, 10 or 11 ball games every year, the championship every two or three years, uh, may not happen. I mean, that, that's, that was a unique situation that Coach Saban created himself. I don't think it's, you know, anybody in the country is going to compare this guy to Coach Saban going in. Now, he may stay, you know, he may, he may keep the legacy going. Uh, and certainly for the Alabama fans, I, I hope that works. I think when Alabama's good, I think the league is better. But uh, there's no guarantee on it right there. Max, the biggest mess, uh, you know, in, in Sarkeesian and those guys probably sitting there, they're not, you know, they're not going to have time to get their arms around this. Let's let's get in there and let's get Isaiah Bond out of there. Uh, yep. The rumor is he was making a hundred and something thousand NIL here. He's getting six hundred and something thousand there. So they get him right. on campus before Alabama even has a chance to sit down with him because of, because of the transition uh, there. Sure. That, that, that This is not good for college football. It can't be. Well, uh, to, but, to, to go but, in there and be able to just buy guys like this, this is not how NIL is. Who's going to change? How is it going to get changed? <laughs> I, I mean, look, right now, it, the, the momentum and the logo, they or the people or NCAA or whoever the group that has the ability to change it, the longer they wait, the bigger mess it's going to be. The stronger it's going to be. Because, look, our whole economy is based on money. Uh, you know, it, it, this, we just talk about one aspect of it, one small industry uh, in the national picture. But it's all, it is all based on money right now. Uh, yep. And then I think you start looking at, you start comparing it to major industries. You know, we got the Walmarts and the Amazons up there that wheel and deal, and, you know, they buy people, and they buy companies, and they take your product, and, and you know, it's, if they don't want to pay you for 90 days and you go bankrupt, you think they care? Why no? So I, I see the same type of situation evolving out of this industry here because there's no guidelines. Uh, uh, hey, before before you no- leave, uh, did Cadillac get, get crossed? Uh, was he cutting people's guts out and that's the reason they fired him? I, you know, Coach, I, you hear all kinds of stuff uh, about that. Probably, let's just say he didn't fit what what Coach Freeze wanted, uh, personality-wise. I, or, I mean, certainly he was r- running Coach Freeze's system. But, uh, you know, sometimes when you're new and you, uh, when a new guy comes in and you have to answer to him and it's not exactly the way it was before you make a few comments, sometimes to the wrong people and it gets, you know, misinterpreted and uh, you end up losing your job. I, I've heard all kind of rumors. Okay, I'll find out. Uh, yeah, I haven't been that impressed with Hugh Freeze so far, Max. Uh, well, I, I mean, he's look. First of all, Barry, most people had, but but first of all, look what he inherited. You, I don't know who made the chip, the, the decisions in the prior group that was there, but it was the worst decision 
invaded the history of that school. Well, I think that director Ole Miss made it. it, 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 it well, yeah. it, the, the fact is, it, it, it erupted and it stayed on, and I didn't see anybody stepping up to make any suggestive changes over there, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, that you know, anywhere, it just kind of blowing along, and we saw it. It just continued to t- deteriorate, and it all started with the you know with the Friday night. The coaches didn't even go on the road to recruit on Friday night, <laughs> and it was evident uh, that they, there's no talent there. Yeah. So I think we did. You know, I think from Auburn's standpoint, just sit back and take a look. I know he's what how many coaches he changed three or four already. Uh, that may happen, but guys. He's got to, it, it ain't so much coach. He's got to change what's on the field. Yeah. He ain't got any talent on the field. Yeah, I think he's, he's upgraded that. Well, Max, we appreciate you being on. We can talk for hours about all this stuff. But uh, have, a, have a safe week over there. Hey, man, I'm, I'm sitting looking out my window right now, about three inches of snow and ice on the road. And uh, we got a minus, we got a, a four degree tomorrow morning and a wind chill factor of minus 10. Well, we'll keep you on next week, too. Thank you, Max. Thank you. I'll be right here. Thank, Thank you, guys. Buddy. All right, we'll get to this break. Uh, come back. We'll wrap up this 7 o'clock hour. Just a Tide 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center with most schools as well as federal and state office buildings all closed today for Martin Luther King Day. We aren't seeing much traffic volume out there at all. You're moving along very nicely into and out of the area. And unless we get something big and unexpected, that's probably not going to change very much. I-2059 is moving at posted speeds on the trip from Foster's out to Cottondale with no big problems along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice farther south you go it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain maybe a light glaze there and then temperatures get cold tuesday nights overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens i'm jeff eno at the weather chapel want to know what's going on with the crimson tide download the tide 100.9 app today All right, we want to thank Yellowwood. They make this 7 o'clock hour possible to do it for us each and every day. So get by yellowwood.com. Find the dealers close to you as you build that five-star backyard. You want to use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Put the phone line, second hour, 205-342-9904. Doug Bell will join us at 815. That's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center with most schools as well as federal and state office buildings all closed today for Martin Luther King Day. We aren't seeing much traffic volume out there at all. You're moving along very nicely into and out of the area. And unless we get something big and unexpected, that's probably not going to change very much. I-2059 is moving at posted speeds on the trip from Foster's out to Cottondale with no big problems along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's 
Eddie Garcia. In the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, had a pair of games on Sunday with the Lions holding off the Rams for a 24-23 win. Detroit quarterback Jared Goff beats his old team and the quarterback he was traded away for, Matthew Stafford. Goff with a touchdown pass. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs each had touchdown runs. Detroit wins its first playoff game in 32 years and snapped an NFL record nine-game playoff losing skid. Packers beat the Cowboys 48-32. Green Bay had leads of 27-0 and 48-16 as they hand the Cowboys their first home loss of the season, eliminating from the playoffs. Green Bay quarterback Jordan Love, three touchdown passes, and running back Aaron Jones, three touchdown runs. Packers will be at the 49ers next Saturday. Bills host the Steelers today, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, and a game moved from Sunday to Monday due to severe weather in Buffalo. And at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time, it's the Buccaneers hosting the Eagles in the final wildcard weekend playoff game. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the 8 o'clock hour of Inside the Locker Room. Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Knifer. He's my Allstate Insurance Agent. Let Andrew become yours. Right at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Andrew and his staff will take great care of you. Let them run, just run the quote for you. You can look at it. Uh, you guys can talk through it. Find the best solution for you. That's what he did for me. 205-722-9201. Go to the Facebook page, Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance. Uh, Dad, one of the things that impressed me about uh, Coach DeBoer is, is that uh, I think he, uh, before he would uh, even go pack his clothes, he wanted to meet with the Washington team, which are just brutal conversations. Uh, somebody recorded it. Uh, in there, I'm sure without him knowing it, I'm probably a player or something like that. He, he didn't say anything wrong, but you could tell how difficult that was. But it speaks to his character uh, to me that he wouldn't just bolt without making sure he looked those guys in the eye. Number one, thanked them uh, for this opportunity. Uh, he did tell them Alabama was probably the only job he would have left for. He understands that they uh, could be very mad at him. He gets it. He just hopes one day they would uh, understand, uh, but those are very difficult, difficult conversations. It was leaked out, but I think it shows the type of character that he has as well. I don't think there's any doubt about it. You know, when you you've got to go in front of the people that have worked and won for you and taken you to a championship game and been with their parents and tried to recruit them to your. Naturally, you got to do that, and you know he's. He's leaving because the job is a national job, much more money, uh, a comfortable area. It's just a, it's a tough job, and it's it's. Uh, and I think he said the right things there and the right things at Alabama. Uh, winning, winning games, uh, people get down on him, and the schedule is quite different than it was when Coach left, and the players are leaving. A lot of the players are really not giving him a, a great chance because money money speaks more than anything. When you don't know what's going to happen, but somebody gives you money that you know they're going to give you, then you're liable to leave, and that's, that's the problem. You know, we've spent all this time, even on this show for the last eight years, uh, saying Greg Byrne has a list in his drawer. Uh, but really, honestly, I'm sure he did have a list in his drawer. 
But when the job opens, you're kind of going after the hottest guy out there. Uh, and he said, once I saw that thing open, I had a sick feeling in my stomach that it might come this way. Uh, and you knew uh, they may go for Sark. Sark was not going to come. You couldn't get Kirby. Uh, Dabo, there's a lot of people that want him one day. That kind of had, had dried up. So uh, Greg went to, to the to the guy that was national coach of the year, took a team, but he's only been there two years. Uh, so uh, you knew that would happen. But, uh, but trying to speculate way back when as to who coach would hire, usually you kind of go after the guy that's hot during this particular time, don't you? And that's what Greg Byrne did. Yeah, I think he did. And he leaned on Coach, from what I can gather, a little bit about the two or three names that he had and was going to look at. And, um, you know, if it, it, you don't have to say anything real positive about it. You just don't say anything negative. Then he likes it. And if he don't, he doesn't find anything negative about them. And, and uh, I, I think, yeah, I think he made a, made a good choice. Uh, the fans will be the first game that they – don't play well in, they'll be going crazy. And but the comparison there is always going to be there for a good while. You, you, that's just the way people are. And there, there are so many people that don't understand football, don't understand athletics, don't understand the, the difference in, in trying to get a team to play the way you need them to play. It takes time, and players win games. It's 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 pretty difficult. All right, what well, you would be a good one for him to ask. What, what would you tell Coach DeBoer? Uh, when you're the Alabama coach, you're immediately the most popular person in the state. Uh, it's not even close. Like, people want you. They, they're picking at you. Not picking at you. They they want you for this, that, and the other. People don't understand. But there's certain people, uh, there's, you can't do everything. There's certain things you got to say yes to because uh, I think one of the things was they wanted to make sure with the Alabama High School Association, that the new coach was on the bow, on the docket to speak down to the football coaches down there in Montgomery. Uh, there's things you need to do. Uh, you can't do everything. His life is going to be completely changed from what he in Seattle. He could go to dinner, and people probably wouldn't even know who he was. Uh, what would you tell him about how to handle this job? Because it's going to be be completely different from what he's used to. I try to do everything I could to please the press in the state. Yeah, uh, I would. I'd go from from the top of the mountain, north northwest Alabama, all the way down to Mobile, and I try to please them. Uh, people read them more than I know they read national. I got all that, but I would I would do everything I could to be. But I'd also say to them, uh, as they hit me, I can, but I've got to. I've got to go to. I got to go to Silicaga, see three players before I can talk to you, or I'll talk to you on the way down there. I want them to write. I want them to write that I'm out recruiting, but I'm happy to talk to them. Um, that's that's the approach that I would have because recruiting is going to be so darn important. He, you know, he'll when he gets his staff together, there'll be some like it and some don't. Um, there'll be some staff members that come in here from Washington whose whose wives like it and some don't. <laughs> Um, there'll be some wives that are, that are sitting there crying today because they're looking for a job and they're, they're, you know, they're the assistant strength coach and they're gone. They got two kids and they don't know what they're going to do. People forget that. Uh, they got, they got, they got the guys that are making, you know, the, the guys up there making $30,000 in the analytical department up there. 
I look overlooking it, and, and um, not that it matters about them because they've got money or they get thirty thousand. But there's so many people behind the scenes who get a check, who won't get a check, who've got a couple of kids or something. As we not talked about how difficult it was when you lose a job or when you lose a loved one. It it just it turns out different. The radio shows are quite different than that. One of the things that got my blood boiling. Uh, Justin Dad over the weekends. AL.com did an article and talking to the high school coaches in the state. Not all of them, but you know, these guys, uh, they're so arrogant. High school football, some not not all, but some of the ones will go down in Mobile area. We're gonna take a wait and see approach on coach. We'll, we'll see how he is. Like, dude, it ain't about you. It's about the kids that he's gonna recruit. Right. A wait and see approach. It made me wanna yeah. absolutely yeah. throw up. Here's a, a high school coach trying to act like he has all this power. Wanting, uh, we'll, we'll wait and well, see. Uh, that that yeah. kind of stuff drives me up. There's a lot yeah, of well, what you do in that case, son, is what you do. You find that out, and you go phony with them. You have you have your assistant coach who's coaching, who's, who's recruiting Mobile, go down there, and the first thing he does is pat him on the back and say to him, I'm telling you right now, I hear you're doing a terrific job with this program. Huh, it's over. It's, it's over right then. Oh, you when you brag on them? Oh, oh yes, it's I, over. See, I watched some film of your guys. I have never seen a team yeah, that well coached. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, yeah. and he runs to his wife and said, you know, uh, Coach so-and-so came down here. And he he thinks we've done you know it, it, that that that's what life that's what recruiting is all about and that's what life's all about. I, but just for the guys to make those statements, uh, sickening. Like, it's sickening. Uh, now there's a lot. Uh, actually, I work with one great high school coach. Man, he do anything. It's, he, he makes it about the kids. A lot of these coaches make it about themselves, and it made me want to absolute uh, absolutely throw up uh, in that. Uh, situation. Well, anything else he needs to do? A lot of times they say you get a job, your first 100 days are the most important. Uh, he's retained two assistants uh, from Alabama. Uh, obviously, you got to try to retain the players that are here. You got to try to see if you can get this Ryan William thing. You got to, I don't know what the rules are as far as when they can go back out and all those things, but recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. One, uh, one other factor, Barry, I think is important. Uh, so many times the, the players that have left Alabama look at the work factor, uh, the work factor on the field, the the way that the staff uh, and the head coach overseeing the staff made those guys practice and work and get better. I think that needs to stay in place. I think that's entirely important. Y'all work, y'all work, y'all working as hard as you did last last time. I mean, the other coaches. Oh, no, we're just kind of laying around with this one. Uh, I think uh, not that you try to emulate everything that he does, but I think along with the recruiting, the work factor is big. Yeah, one of the things he's already done, we'll get to break, is a lot of the former players like to come back here in the summers and work out, uh, and they were worried because Coach Saban gave them complete access to the facility, and he's already said, hey, we, I want all you guys to come back. So that made those guys – uh, feel good that he he's he wants you back. Uh, cause he knows. <laughs> he Somebody's got to tell him some of those things. Yeah, some of those about what's going. No, they don't. He don't know about analysts. He doesn't know about you know, guys coming back and having the right to come in and practice. He, those little things are the things that it it gets you by. <laughs> well, how about Cedric? Does he know about Cedric? 
Oh, yeah, he knows about Cedric. I called Cedric and couldn't get him, but Cedric's next on my list after, but I got to wait about 10 days. Yeah. Uh, I'll get him. I got one of my buddies, Mike, uh, Magic Mike, that guards Coach Saban, and I was laughing. I was messaging him because I saw he was with Coach DeBoer. I said, good gosh, Coach Saban ain't even, the body ain't even warm. You already you done left him and gone to the other yeah. guy. He's, <laughs> he's Coach is always one phone call away. So a Coach had a guy personally guard him everywhere he went. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. Well, that's the problem, what I'm saying. That's, probably that's you the got difference. the door, son, to, to get a, the, the – you know, to go get something, you ain't got to go get anything. He said, if you just tell Cedric what you want, he'll bring it to you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, but if you go down the street, you, you say to yourself, where's the best barbecue? I mean, he knows nothing. Yeah, he says, let's go eat lunch, guys. Lunch? No, just tell uh-huh. Cedric what you want, what you, sure. what you want today. Uh, Cedric right. will call out, and they'll bring it right to us. Yeah. That's the way we do it here. You want to go out? I mean, those the coaches that came in there when Billy was there with Coach Bryant and and you know the other co- they, the coaches that knew a lot about Billy and and Billy stayed with Coach Bryant until he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it, it uh, so many times the coaches don't realize what what Coach Saban had and and the ones prior. Uh, Nick Saban didn't know it about about that. He until he got his. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he's probably saying, "All right, I'm going to Jupiter, uh, Greg. I'm going to Jupiter tomorrow. I need that plane. You want me to stay around? Remember, I need to take that plane down to Jupiter. Me and Miss Pateri going down there for a month. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't want. I want to say this in the right way. I, I think. I think that it hurts her. Miss Terry, I think, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think uh, I, I look at her, and I've had some people that, that know her tell me. I, I think it it's 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 as devastating. It's more devastating to her. Uh, it's factual to him. He's the one that did it and caused it. I, I mean, decided on it, but it was going in there when he called her to say, "I've got two. I've got two." Speeches to make to the team at 320 when it was going to be, and I hadn't decided which one to make. Uh, after he hung up, he made the one he made. But to her, uh, to that wife, regardless of what you think, all the things and Miss Terry and this and that, it is absolutely devastating, and you do everything you can to fake it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I, funny, Jenny said, well, you think Coach will be at the press conference? I said, no, Jenny, he ain't going to be at the press I mean, he would want it to be about this new coach. If he goes to press conference, it's going to be. And when he walked in the door uh, at the press conference, she was so excited because she just said, I just needed to see him. I just need to know he's okay. I just need to know he's okay. I was surprised. And I, and I, I understand why he went. I just didn't think he would go. Were you surprised he went to the press conference? No. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, so I'm glad he did. He should have. Yeah, I'm glad he did. Uh, but he didn't make it about him. He went in there and supported. All right, uh, we take this break. We'll get Doug Bell in. That's the Tide 100.9. That's the home of Alabama Sports. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice farther south you go it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain maybe a light glaze there and then temperatures get cold tuesday night's overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens i'm jeff eno at the weather channel 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cold today, periods of freezing rain this afternoon and tonight. That could lead to icy driving conditions. The high today, 35, much colder tonight, the low 19. Tomorrow we stay below freezing, but coming partly sunny, the high 27. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 33 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory, used inventory. Schedule service right there at the website. If you want to swing down to Skyland Boulevard, see Justin, David, DeSantis. Those guys will take great care of you. Big month last month in December. Looking for a big month here in January. The 2024s are in. So get by there and see those guys and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. All right, get to the... Uh, Yellowwood Hotline. He's with uh, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports Headquarters. Joins us every Monday, the guru uh, of golf and handicapper, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Barry, coach. Boy, these introductions are getting better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you call it, yeah, I'm thankful we didn't have any games. You had uh, Grayson uh, um, Murray won. I, I'm, I always want to say this because Barry's interested in money, a million four hundred thousand in a playoff. Right. Um, and Pat and Kazai one hundred fifty-three, and Stewart Sink won one uh, <laughs> sixty-seven thousand. So, um, two or three guys we know about. Yeah, you know uh, the the exciting thing about this guys, and uh, the one thing I love about golf is that Grayson Murray is not a household name. Uh, but at the same time, he's been out there a long time. Uh, he actually won the Barbasol eight years ago. But he is known as a guy ultra-talented, but the ultra-screw-up, right? I mean, he was he stayed out late. He partied. He never practiced. Um, he got into Twitter wars with Phil and Rory. And, you know, he was suspended for yelling at uh, volunteers. And, you know, he would snap clubs over it. I mean, this guy was just a total mess-up. And then about a year ago... Uh, you know, he met this beautiful lady. I don't know if you saw it last night. Uh, you know, they're going to be married soon. And she changed his life around. And now he's a workout guy. He hasn't had anything to drink, no alcohol in a year. Um, and, and pulled it off last night. Biggest payday of his career. Uh, obviously gets in all the tournaments now. Never played in the Masters. He'll be in that. He's in all the signature events, the big money events now for the rest of the season. So so good for him. You know, and, and I saw his interviews after the, the, uh, the win were um, – well done. I mean, he, he, uh, you know, he described all the troubles that he's been through and he's not through, he's not out of the woods yet, but, uh, I think yesterday was a step in the right direction. I thought it was good news for Pat Kazire, by the way. Uh, you know, he lost his card and so now he's working his way back and Stuart Sink, uh, again, he has to decide, um, his schedule, how, how many PGA tour events he's going to play, how many champions tour events he's going to play. So, but it, all good. All good for Alabama guys. And Justin Thomas, by the way, 
makes his debut this week uh, out in Palm Springs at the American Express. So it'll be good to see JT back out. And apparently he's changed some things in his equipment, um, which all these guys do. Uh, but he's been practicing hard down in Jupiter. So I suspect JT, who, by the way, is not in the signature events. You know, he, he was outside the top 50 last year. Really? So, uh, yeah. So, you know, he needs to he needs to get off to a good start. So we'll see what happens with him out in Palm Springs. When you say signature events, what are you saying? Well, those are the top 50 guys um, in, in last year's FedEx Cup. You know, as long as you make the playoffs, you're in the signature events. There's eight of them. Uh, the Century, the first tournament, was one of those where it's an elevated purse. Uh, you mentioned Grayson Murray wins 1.3 million. You know, the week before, Chris Kirk won 3.6 million. So it's a triple purse, uh, smaller. There's only 60 guys, no cuts. So if you get in these signature events, you're guaranteed uh, big money, big FedEx Cup points. Uh, you know, it's 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 an important thing for these these professional golfers. Obviously, the top guys are already in them, uh, but uh, you know when you're when you're hovering around that fifty mark, and you're you're some of these guys who um, you know wouldn't ordinarily be in those big events. It's it's quite quite the big deal for them. Uh, I know Nike and Tiger Woods split ways. Uh, sep- they're going separate ways. I guess Nike just. Tried to make a uh, a deal in golf. Maybe that was drying up. Uh, where, where is Tiger going sponsorship wise, uh, Doug? Well, you know, um, it, it's interesting when he announced that they parted company a week ago or whatever, uh, which ended the twenty seven year relationship. You know, that was the end of a ten year deal. You know, his initial contract had run out, and then they, ten years ago they signed that very lucrative ten uh, year deal. And then Nike, along the way, just, just decided that um, golf was not profitable for them. They were not; they were losing money, even though they had Tiger and they still have Rory and Kepka and guys like that wearing Nike because their contracts haven't run out yet. But eventually, N- Nike will totally get out of the golf business in the next year, and so that's that was it. They let Tiger Woods imagine that they let Tiger Woods walk, uh, but at the same time, Tiger now has a deal with TaylorMade. And that TW logo that's on his hat, not the swoosh, but that TW logo that is, uh, you know, quite popular. Tiger's worn it for years. He owns that logo. And so under TaylorMade, they'll come out with a new line of clothes, um, you know, new new hats, et cetera, with the TaylorMade stuff on it. But it'll still have that TW logo. And uh, they haven't released the the terms of that contract. But it'll be very, very lucrative. Even though Tiger is only going to play five or six times on the PGA Tour, but again, he's 48 years old, and what the PGA Tour is hoping, and what I think is going to happen uh, in two years or less, uh, he's going to turn 50, and I think Tiger Woods will be a prominent figure, um, and, and not play every tournament, but I think he's going to play at least a dozen tournaments on the Champions Tour, and really? um, and that, really? yeah, and that means. Yeah, that means he's probably going to come that's, to Birmingham. That surprises so me he's going to do that. That's yeah. a shock. Well, he needs some money, I, I, I guess. Think, I guess for he what needs, reason? Does he, does he need the money? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a case of him needing any money, but yeah, I, I think what it, is, it increases his brand. You know, TaylorMade's going to have Tiger Woods clothes. Um, he and Rory are going to start this uh, this team deal on Monday nights next year. Get so I think he wants... Well, and you know he—it it depends on his how he's doing physically. You can ride in a cart. 
uh, on the Champions Tour. So for oh. certain events, maybe he'll he'll ride in the cart. I don't know. But that's that's the story. Is that um, he wants to play a little bit more, and that would give him an opportunity. And again, Champions Tour events, aside from the majors, now the one in Birmingham is a four day deal, but most of them are are just three days, and so it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, you know wouldn't require a lot of stuff for him. So we'll see what I, I think that would be. That would be the saving grace, I believe, for what is now PGA Tour champions. Even though it's going along and they have 20-some-odd events, and you know we love our event here in Birmingham out of Greystone, but I think if somehow you got Tiger coming out to play you know, six to ten events on the Champions Tour, uh, I think that would just be incredible. That would really be a shot in the arm for that tour, which, I mean, let's be honest. If, if you go out to the tournament out of Greystone, we love it, but the the crowds are very very small. It's a loyal following, but it's not a a huge following like it was maybe twenty five. Well, it wasn't any sports event of sporting guys. I tell you, it wouldn't be anybody out there. Yeah, exactly. So um, I played in so, it for years. Uh, they, they, now they say I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. No, we've all been there, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Coach Saban continues playing in the pro am. I don't know. He didn't play this year. For the first time, so we'll see what happens. All right. The uh, the- they said coach is leaving today uh, for Jupiter. I know you already got a place in Jupiter, so uh, the, the, the rich go be by the rich. Uh, yes. What would yes. be what would be your recommendations for coach to do this week down in Jupiter uh, with he and Miss Terry? Well, <laughs> I think he's got to play golf, um, and of course, Michael Jordan. Uh, has a brand new golf course that he opened two years ago. Uh, and it's called 23, you know, XX one, 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 after his number. And it's a very exclusive, very private club. And only the, uh, you know, obviously the, the rich and famous get to play it. You got to know somebody. And I would think coach Saban would have an opportunity to go down and, and maybe rub elbows with uh, Michael Jordan, play a little golf down there. The weather, by the way, is, is really good in South Florida and getting better, you know, in, in a month, the PGA Tour will be down for the Florida swing. And that's when the baseball teams start getting cranked up. And it's a, it's a great time to be down there. So I think Coach Saban, and let me clarify, Barry, you know, his house, from what I understand, I read is like $17.5 million. Yeah. Um, my little place is, is not quite at that level. All right. So Coach goes to eat at Tiger Woods Restaurant there, that real fancy yeah. Can he go in there and not be bothered? Because there's so many people down there with money. Will they bother him down there? Sure. Uh, no, you know, it's it's interesting. I go there quite often, um, Tiger's Place, and it's it's kind of, um, you know, it's not too fancy. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a fun place to go. They have a nice, uh, big, uh, cool bar area where they have all the games and sporting events on. Then you have some private areas in the back. Um, yeah, he could go there and, and not get bothered. Um, yeah, that's kind of an area of Jupiter where I think people would respect who he is. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I think a lot of people would recognize him, but, you know, you have kind of an older clientele down there in a lot of cases. Um, I'm not sure they'd recognize Coach or not. I, I don't well, know. I reckon you've got, <laughs> a bunch of, you've got a bunch of old people down there. That's tell it like it is. Yeah. Old and rich. And they, well, and they eat early. See, they go out early, get those blue light specials. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so they'd probably be home by the time maybe Coach went out or something. They don't, I don't have those specials down in Jupiter, Florida. Duh. Oh, yes, sure. they do. Do they? Oh, yes, yeah. they do. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Doug. Two people, can no, eat all one, two people can eat all one place. That's Gulf Shores, <laughs> not Jupiter, Florida, Doug. No, no, Jupiter, there's no, no, there's a lot of, you know, they cater to the uh, the older clientele, which is fine. But, um, yeah, no, no. You can get a lot of blue light specials down there. Maybe, That's what they call them. Maybe right? Dad should get him a place down there and stop going to <laughs> the peninsula. <laughs> could be. That could I can't be. afford peninsula. Uh, good. Goodness. <laughs> um, just your thoughts about Coach DeBoer. Uh, he seemed... <laughs> Uh, he seemed very humble. Uh, I thought he did a good job. And everybody knocks these press conferences out of the park. But he didn't have notes, sure. which I liked. I think he spoke from the heart. I don't like guys get up there and read from things. Uh, but these guys are pros. They've been in front of the media uh, a ton. Uh, but I thought he did a good job, which you, you would expect, right, Doug? Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought it was, uh, you know, you have Coach David and Miss Terry sitting right in the front row, which I think is a little um, – uh, a, a kind of a daunting thing. I think if you're the new coach, you're replacing the legendary coach and he's sitting just a few feet in front of you, but no, he did fine. Um, and from all indications, you know, he's a, he's a quality coach, but, but uh, again, I just, uh, I hearken back to, uh, you know, he's never experienced about what he's jumping into. I mean, you know, he, he doesn't have, uh, an inclination of, about what, is about to happen for him and and neither do his coaches that he's bringing in and for again all these coaches that he's bringing in have nice resumes the offensive coordinator grub you know coach david obviously interviewed him a year ago he decided to stay at washington so listen all these guys have quality resumes and backgrounds but they've never coached uh at alabama simply said simply put and uh you know three losses or four losses is is going to be just uh, a major earthquake that they've never experienced. And I do think that they will experience some losses early on. You know, there's always, whenever you have a transition, I don't care, college football, college basketball, pros, whatever, uh, you take a step backwards. It's just, it, it's inevitable. And I think that's going to happen to Coach DeBoer and, and his staff. I, I think they're going to have some growing pains. I think they're already experiencing that, uh, losing some players in the portal, uh, which happens all the time and they're losing some quality players to Georgia and to Texas, which will be major rivals in your conference. So uh, again, I just, um, I think he's a quality coach. I thought he did. I thought he did fantastic at the press conference. Um, and you know, not only him guys, I, you know, he doesn't know what he's about to get into. His wife doesn't know what he's Mm -mm. about to get into. His family doesn't know what he's about to get Mm -mm. into. And listen, there's only one coach Saban. And, and nobody worked, nobody was more diligent, nobody went after it with the intensity that, that he did. And that, that's why he accomplished what he did over a 17-year period. And there's no coach in the country who can duplicate that. Uh, so I, I caution Alabama fans, and listen, I'm one of them. I, I, I hope they're great. Uh, but I caution them because I think the road ahead uh, is going to be a, a bit bumpy at times. Yeah. And what I'm saying is two losses, three losses. That's that's something. Four losses. Good gracious! If they have a Clemson year where they go eight and four, my goodness, it's mm. going to be yeah, it's going to be those, trouble. Oh, what, a, what a interview! All those people that showed up out the airport just love their coach. You know, he needs to know those people love you till you lose a game, and then they won't love you quite as much yeah. as they're loving you. Well, look, let's look at it real quick, Doug. What is a realistic 
uh, record next year. All right, they're going to beat West Kentucky. They're going to beat South Florida. They got to go to Wisconsin. Uh, they got Georgia. Uh, they're going to beat Vanderbilt. They'll beat South Carolina here. They got to go to Tennessee. They got Missouri here. They got at LSU and at Oklahoma and then Auburn here. I mean, that's the toughest schedule I've ever seen Alabama have to play. That's why Coach went yeah. to Jupiter. Uh, what is a, I mean, it's 10 and 2, is 9 and 3, well, 11 and 1, 12. What, what's realistic? Well, I think 10 and 2 would be a fantastic season. Um, and, you know, like you said, you have to go to Baton Rouge. Uh, obviously, they're going to have a semi-new quarterback. you got to go to Knoxville. I think they'll keep improving. Um, and Oklahoma. the Oklahoma game. On the road. Oklahoma, tough game. Wisconsin, early, tough game. Um, so, yeah, I think 10-2 and two would be. The thing is, you got your quarterback coming back. Georgia. Uh, you got Georgia here. Uh, Georgia the, at home, yeah. Yeah. So, I think 10-2 and two would be an incredible season. And I think that would get you in the 12-team playoff, and off you go. Would the fans so, uh, think? I, would the fans think 10 and two was an incredible season? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I do think there'd be. I think there's going to be a grace period, and uh, and I think Alabama fans are, you know, obviously passionate, but I think they're also really, really smart, and they look at that schedule, and I think they're realistic. Uh, the whole college game is changing. The whole college football. The landscape is changing. Ten and two gets you in the twelve team playoff. You just got to get in that twelve team playoff. Now, yeah. if you get get top four, you get a bye. I think you're going to get a bye in the tournament, uh, and and that that would be the ultimate. But ten and two gets you in the gets you in the game, and I think that's all that you want, really want to do. Uh, uh, let me ask so. you and Dad this: You know, Alabama got maybe the Saban bump. You know, when they were, they, everybody's a Nick Saban, so they always would get that bump. Do you, when, when rankings and stuff, you know, and they were really good too, don't get me wrong, but do you lose that when Saban's gone? The dad, the Saban, <laughs> the Saban bump when guys, you rank you with him here, you always got the benefit of the doubt. Does that go away when, when he goes to Jupiter? The bump, coach? Yeah. The bump. Go ahead. The bump. The bump in the rankings, like you would always probably vote Alabama. Oh, sure, yeah, sure it will. Do you lose that with yeah. him leaving? Sure, you will. So yeah. to some degree, Doug. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, obviously, there's there's a factor there. Just the name itself is, is a, a, a determining factor. I think in all those preseason polls, I do think next year though, with a quarterback returning, and he's he's a great college player, and I think they're going to get some of these. Uh, these defensive kids, this defensive lineman they got from Texas A&M is off the charts good. So I think Alabama is going to be preseason probably number two behind Georgia. And so uh, the only way to go would be down, you know, with a loss here, or loss there. But I, I do think they'll start the season uh, certainly in the top three in the country. You think his life's going to change? You think it's a little different here in Tuscaloosa than it is in Seattle? Uh, how they treat the Alabama <laughs> football coach in this state as opposed to out there? It's, it's, there's, yeah. no, there's no way to even prepare for that, is there, Doug? You just got to go through it to understand. Absolutely. And, you know, again, Seattle is an incredible city, but it's a, it's a pro city. I mean, yeah. they have all their pro teams, right? Yeah. Um, and University of Washington is a big deal, but is not, it is not the biggest deal out there. Um, and, and I think Washington, by the way, got a good coach, Jed Fish, who leaves Arizona for them. So I thought that was a good move by them. But, yeah, I know it's a different experience here. I think Coach DeBoer, he said in his uh, 
press conference that he's excited about the opportunity to uh, follow in the footsteps of Nick Saban. Um, so we'll see. I mean, somebody had to follow him, and so he's taken on this monumental task. Uh, and I will say um, he's got a good team coming back. Some guy, so we'll somebody see, uh, just sent an app message that says, please have Doug pick his eight and four because he's never right. That's not nice. <laughs> that's not nice, Doug. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, that guy's been working me all year, by the way. Yeah. He always tweets stuff like, but no. Um, I think 10 and 2 would be, listen, that is a, that is a rugged schedule. And some of those road games uh, can go either way, as you guys know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, even, you know, Georgia at home, tough game. Missouri is going to be a tough game. There's just there's just not a lot of weeks off uh, in that schedule next season. It's going to be absolutely crazy. All right, and we'll let you go after this, Dad. I want you to predict it too. He was making four million at Washington. Now they were going to double his salary to stay. What will the contract be? How much will he make? Nine. Nine, Doug. Yeah, probably in that range. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're I mean Jimmy, him, you're not going to give him saving money, right? The same thing, Saban. Not yet. Not, not yet. not yet. Although I will say, you know, Jimmy Sexton, uh, the great super agent, was there in Tuscaloosa, and um, you know, he was right there with with Greg Byrne, and the negotiations continued. So I think he's going to get his his client about as much as you could possibly get. You can't pay more than Coach Saban, but I think he's he's up in that stratosphere. So Jimmy Sexton wore out too. Did he tell DeBoer, All right, "We're not going to take this thing until we get"? Uh, Sark a raise. We got to get Sark a raise. We're going to get this guy down in Florida State a raise, and then you can take it. Is that what he does? Well, yeah. You know, it's in, uh, it, it just uh, the world the way it is now with the agents kind of running the show in all sports, by the way. Golf, live, PGA. The, the agents run this business. And I, I was amazed, guys. And Coach DeBoer said it in his press conference as he was thanking the president and everybody. And, you know, he had never met uh, Greg Byrne in person until he got off the plane. So their negotiations just were on a Zoom call or or whatever. So, uh, again, this day and age, it used to be where, you know, you'd face-to-face meet people, sit down with them, shake hands, let's talk about things eye-to-eye, but that doesn't happen anymore. I just, it's, it's crazy. I guess I'm getting older, but, uh, uh, you know, the face-to-face meetings that used to be so important where ADs would fly here. I mean, Coach Moore flew all the way down to Miami, you know, 17 years ago, waited in the driveway there for Coach Saban and wasn't going to leave without him. And yet nowadays you hire a coach just over Zoom call with the agent sitting next to you in the office. Yeah, I, I thought it was amazing it's, it's crazy. That, that he said that, uh, I guess the day before the press conference, the first time he'd ever talked to Coach Saban was the day before. The first time they'd ever talked, and all of a sudden you're taking over yeah. for Nick Saban. He's got to be pinching himself. Uh <laughs> all this. All right, well, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Tell them about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Yeah, uh, I just got a note from Susan, the owner of MD Wellness and Aesthetics. That she closed early today because of the potential for inclement weather, but she said she'll be monitoring the weather and probably reopening on Wednesday after uh, whatever's going to hit hits. But anyway, it's 205-582-9213, mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. Uh, free consultation. It's the new year, so she's sitting down with a lot of people, uh, whether it's weight loss, skin care, hair loss, uh, B12 shots, uh, hormone replacement, Botox, laser treatments. Uh, they do it all. 
MDWellnessAndAesthetics.com. Thank you, Doug. Talk to you Thank next you, week, Doug. Thank you. All right, let's All right, talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, you have an accident. An accident could have been avoided. Or you could have somebody come and cause you physical problems, uh, mental problems, problems. Three, four, five, one, two, three, four. You're confused. You don't know what. You don't know how to go about it. You call them. You call Prince Glover and Hayes and tell them your problem. They'll ask you a few questions about what went on, why it went on, things like that. And then, after that, you'll meet with them at Rice Mine Road, and they'll help you. Three, four, five, one, two, three, four. Prince Glover and Hayes. Is that not amazing to you that, like, Greg Byrne just met the guy? I mean, literally, he hadn't spent. I mean, he flew out there, met with him, flew back. When they when he said he's my coach is on the plane, I thought it, Greg would be on there with him. He had already flown back. Uh, I mean, I know they did research behind the scenes, but first time you met the guy, I mean, there's no other way to do it. But I just think that's we've been talking about who's going to replace Saban all this time, and uh, you know, you really kind of have to wait till coach gets out to see who's the hot guy. And uh, it's kind of amazing how all that worked out. I right, would take this break. Just tied one hundred point nine SC home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. You've been moving at posted speeds into and out of the area for this Martin Luther King Day morning. Very light traffic volume remains the rule today. 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale. The drive along McFarland Boulevard from Coker through Northport down to the I-20 interchange. And on Lurling Wallace crossing the Hugh Thomas Bridge up to Jack Warner. All are moving at posted speeds this morning. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Welcome back to Inside Life. Go ahead and take this last break. We got behind with a little bit of luck. Along with Doug, it was my fault. We didn't get him on in time. There's so much content to get into today. Then we'll get Cowboy in, then we'll get out of the way and make way for the Gary Harris Show. You're just a Todd, 100.9 NC home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. You've been moving at posted speeds into and out of the area for this Martin Luther King Day morning. Very light traffic volume remains the rule today. 2059 from Foster's out to Cottondale. The drive along McFarland Boulevard from Coker through Northport down to the I-20 interchange. And on Lurling Wallace crossing the Hugh Thomas Bridge up to Jack Warner. All are moving at posted speeds this morning. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice. Farther south you go, it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain, maybe a light glaze there, and then temperatures get cold. Tuesday night's overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens. I'm Jeff Eno at the Weather Channel. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. 
Welcome back to Inside Lock and Right. Right up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Cowboy into the show. Good morning, Cowboy. Good morning. Good Barry, Coach. How are, you, how are you, buddy? A little iced out here this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, that's a big win by the Alabama basketball team over in Starkville tonight. Hostile environment. Uh, get off 3-0 in conference play. Can, can uh, go 4-0 with Missouri at home. Uh, that schedule is not looking too bad now. It's kind of looking good. Getting them ready for the road and SEC testing. Well, uh, I think Dad predicted they would do this. Uh, but uh, after Missouri, you got, well, you'll find out where you are. You go to Tennessee and you got Auburn uh, coming in. So, uh, you know, those are two difficult games. But as we always say, win the games you're supposed to win. They're supposed to beat Vanderbilt. They're supposed to beat South Carolina. I don't think many people go to Mississippi State, so I think you're right. I think going over there and beating those guys after them knocking off Tennessee is a huge win for Nate Oates and his team. Yeah, I enjoyed watching that one because I don't have a Peacock streaming, so I said, well, I guess I'll watch the Alabama basketball game. So it was a good one, I thought. Yeah. Now, Coach, what, what advice would you give Taylor DeBoer coming – to the south from Seattle, Washington, South Dakota, all that kind of stuff. What kind of advice would you give him on getting to know these high school coaches where they'll send him players, you know? I'd be organized with my recruiting. I'd be organized with who, what coaches recruit where and go with each of my coaches to see the coaches in that area. I'd be positive with the press in the state. Um, you're going to get a lot of negativity when they lose their first game. And uh, I just, the whole key is to be able to get money to buy players with. And right now, the, the, the what I can find out behind the scenes is the money's been coming in somewhat because they like Alabama, but somewhat because of Nick Saban. And one of those two are not here anymore. Yeah, he's going to have to figure out it's going to be everybody who's going to want a piece of him. Uh, unlike anywhere he's ever been, and he's got to lean on Greg Byrne. Hey, what are the things I need to do? What are the things I got to do? And what are the things that I got to respectfully decline? You cannot go to every uh, Kiwanis club or whatever it is. Any, you know, There's certain things you have to do. There's certain things you need to do. There's certain things you may want to do, but you just can't do it because you only have so much time, Cowboy. Do you do you think the fan base and and then also coaches? Um, I don't, this is kind of a hard question to ask, but I guess I'll ask you. Do you think everybody has a one hundred percent trust in Greg Byrne and the new and the new administration, the way that they'll be running this program now that Nick Saban's not there because he was one voice. I, I he told Mal Moore, "I'll run this program," and you see where we went. We went to. You know, expiring. Well, I don't think anybody has a hundred percent anybody that's in, involved in making decisions. <laughs> you just you don't get a hundred percent. I don't know. I don't know what percent. I think he's whatever. I'm, I don't know. Well, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that maybe now that Coach Saban's gone, more administrative things will be done than it was under his watch. You know. Or do you think um, we'll just do what it takes money-wise, NIL, whatever, you know? But, you know, 
the state of Alabama doesn't have the wealth some states have that they're competing nope. against now with IL players. All right. Thank you, thank oh, you, cowboy. All right, we got to get out, my man. All right, that's it for today's show. Uh, we appreciate all the phone calls. We appreciate Max Howell, Doug Bell. Great having those guys on. There'll be content all day long about this. But do feel for those uh, those assistant coaches. Uh, you know, these guys' life turned upside down. I think sometimes those guys get lost in the shuffle because these guys, uh, they got lives too. Listen to Tide 100.9 SC Home of Battleground Sports. Have a great day, everybody.